When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Football Social Daily. Premier League Update. Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily, your only daily Premier League podcast. Seven days a week, we'll be here with you with news, opinion, a little bit of analysis, but we're not normally good at that sort of stuff. We just like having things to shout about here in this sports social studio. My name's Niall. Alongside me in the studio today, I've got Marley Anderson. Hello, Marley. Hello. And we've got a hungover, Stefan Armstrong. Yeah, semi-hungover. I was out celebrating a monumental football occasion last night. Go on, what was it? Um, me and my friend Ben is a Newcastle fan, much like yourself, Marley. Um, Good guy, Ben. He was he was celebrating the 17th anniversary of Craig Bellamy scoring a last-minute winner against Feyenoord <laughs> against in Feyenoord. the Champions League. <laughs> so you got lashed. So we had a couple of Newquay Brown Ales to celebrate. Very good, really? very good. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, today on the podcast, we'll be talking about Bernardo Silva, the Manchester City player. He's received a £50,000 fine and a one-match ban for a tweet he sent relating to his teammate, Benjamin Mendy, which, of course, ruffled a few feathers, to say the least. We'll be talking about that and whether that was a just punishment or not. And also we'll be talking about England versus Montenegro. And it seems that every time we've got Stefan in the studio, and we yep. have to say this, you're not English, you're half German, half Scottish. Yeah. Even though you've got a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> it's, it's a weird combination, isn't it? Uh, so I apologise to you for talking about this, but I think it kind of suits the, the narrative, actually. And that's where we're going to start. England versus Montenegro, the game tonight, Thursday night. If England win, they qualify for Euro 2020. Thumbs up, job done. However, after the World Cup, when although England didn't have the greatest of tournaments in terms of performances, they still got to the semi-finals. It connected the nation, didn't it? Everyone was buzzing to go down the pub and watch the games. Are we starting to see that fracture again now? Because tonight's game, I'm thinking, great, if we win, we qualify for Euro 2020. But I'm not going to watch it because I'm just not really asked. It's just a bit of a nothing game, though, isn't it? It's a foregone conclusion that England will always qualify for a tournament, will always do averagely okay in the tournament and then it's just on cycle isn't it you know what i mean i think i think as a public right we're quite fickle people if you look at the if you look at the rugby world cup how everybody was behind england until we got to the final and then lost against south africa and now nobody's asked about it whatsoever like it kind of feels a little bit like that with the english football team as well just like we're kind of there when they're doing all right and as soon as 
the story's not that exciting. We kind of just disappear. All of that hard work, Marley, that Southgate did, you know, unifying the players and getting a nation behind the team, that started to just tail away, I find now. I don't know whether that's Southgate's doing or whether it's just a natural side effect of the World Cup being in the past and Euro 2020 not being for another year. I don't know. I don't think we're disillusioned with it, but I just think that everyone gets bored. Just annoyed that the Premier League's getting into full swing and it's getting uh, interesting. Everyone's used to the Premier League being here every week and stuff. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, a week or two, well, two weeks without, like, between games. And then it's kind of hard to get, to go from watching Man City versus Liverpool and all the fallout from that to watching England run over a bunch of farmers well, at, at Wembley at, like against Montenegro. <laughs> we we were trying to name one Montenegrin player on the podcast yesterday, of which we couldn't do until we had a quick Google and found out that the Livingston goalkeeper is playing in goals from tonight, right? I think I can name a few X ones, but not <laughs> not now. So that can why there's no interest in watching these players. I'm sorry, no no disrespect. They're all very very good football players in general, but in terms of the Premier League standard and things like that. It's do you just think? Boring. Do you think that's why a lot of people that live in countries that don't have successful football leagues support clubs in the Premier League? Do you think that that's partly because they've not got a lot to cheer about in terms of quality in their own countries? They decide to support Premier League clubs. I don't know. I, I can't speak as a. I don't know any Montenegrins, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, you, if you're a football fan, you're a football fan, and you, you're a fan of the best players, aren't you? I suppose you just watch your best teams, don't you? I'll I'll pick up on the Spanish league every now and again. I'll dip into the Italian league, the German league, and obviously the Premier League. But everything else, why am I watching it? You know what I mean? Even even top quality leagues like the Dutch league and that sort of stuff, I'm not really that bothered about it. And the same really goes for international football. I'm not really that bothered about it. Yeah, interesting. Hopefully England get the result tonight. I think that's what uh, most people would want to see, England getting through to Euro 2020. It's just a classic question. You've got to ask it. Can England go on to win Euro 2020? They can. No. But are they going to? No. <laughs> Probably not. I think this is as exciting a team as we've had in, in my lifetime. I agree. Like, there was the golden generation of the early 2000s that obviously should have done better, but didn't. Um, but as of, as of like looking forward, looking to the future, the, the, the amount of good players we've got, like Sterling and Sancho and Kane up front, that's as good a front three as we've ever had, I think. Speaking of Jaden Sancho, he made a couple of interesting comments yesterday or earlier this week anyway whilst on international duty saying that he, he has quite a bit of admiration for Chelsea. Back in the day with, with Lampard and Terry and oh, is Drog- that right? I think Drogba and Lampard were the two players that he referenced which uh, mm-hmm. is interesting. I know people can make mountains out of molehills What a great nowadays, fit that would be But way. you've written an article in the past, Marley, on the Sports Social website about mm-hmm. Jaden Sancho probably looking at teams like Chelsea and Manchester City more so than Manchester United because in yeah. terms of his age... He's seen those two teams be more successful than United. Yeah, um, the point I made in the article was that, um, like, I'm 28, and people around my age grew up in that era of like, when you get to sort of eight, nine, ten of Man United conquering everything. So even if you weren't, uh, a, like, a set to a certain team, you'd always know that Man United were the best. Mm. Whereas Jaden Sancho was born in 2000, so when Sancho was growing up, Chelsea were. Chelsea were quality. Yeah. Like that was that was Drogba, you know, when he was 10 11, it was what, 2010, 2011. Champions League final Drogba won it. Uh, exactly. Chelsea, Chelsea won the Chelsea double won in the, 2010 as well. Yeah. yeah, they won the Champions League in 2012. So when he was 10, 11, 12 in them formative years, he's grew up as uh, thinking Chelsea are a great team. And that's, mm. that's his age. So he's got that in his head that Chelsea were amazing. And he grew up and them childhood memories are never going to go away. Mm. So these quotes have just said, 
have almost proved what I was saying in, in the article, which was he doesn't remember Man United as this amazing all-conquering team because he's simply too young. Yeah. So when people uh, are saying, well, where's Sancho going to go? And all the Man United fans are going, well, he's going to come to us. And well, he's not because you're in the Europa League and he doesn't remember you as a top team. So you've got nothing to offer him now mm. and you've got nothing, nothing from his memories, from his childhood, for anything like any emotions, like deep set within him. That's not there either. Nice. So that's there, as he's proved with these quotes from Chelsea. He's also a Londoner. Where where does that leave him? If he did want to go somewhere, he'd probably choose Chelsea if they could afford him and they were challenging and things like that. But he's already been to City. Yeah, well, exactly. Probably won't go back there. Well, obviously, Chelsea have Callum Hudson-Odoi and other sort of decent wingers who are in good form at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, they, if you, it's, if not, you, it's not like they need him right now. No, absolutely. And, and that's a scary thought, thinking how good Sancho is. But it's a contrast to someone like Harry Maguire, who, like Marley says... Uh, Sancho's too young to remember United being good. Harry Maguire has gone from a Leicester team who are flying at the moment and considerably better than Manchester United, <laughs> in my opinion, exactly to right. Manchester United for a world record fee for a defender. Do you think he's doubting that move, that oh. transfer? No, because it was so. it came out of um, came out of where he was from, like where he what he was feeling. Because he he said he turned down Man City because as soon as United were in the in the race for him, he said I wanted to go to Man United, and that's because of his childhood because he knew he knew they were the best growing up. I get that point, but surely if if you're a pro, you wanna you wanna win as many things as you possibly can. Why would you Why would you turn down Man City? I don't get that. It's if you're all, not a Man United fan, why Why I would you turn it, down Man City? It's such a fascinating debate that can be had. You know, what is it as a footballer? It's a short career, yeah. That's for That's for certain. But is it? You go and win as many trophies as you can and be a successful player, or we you speak just about scoop up as much cash as you possibly we, can. We say this about Harry Kane period. all the time. Like, what, what does it mean to be a footballer? Is it more important to be loved by one problem, set of fans, or or earn money, or yeah. to win? But things. the problem with Kane is he's, win things. The problem with Kane is he's probably not on the most money in the Premier League because mm. Spurs don't pay massive <laughs> money, and he's not winning anything. <laughs> so he's kind of caught in the middle. Anyway, that's uh, our take on England against Montenegro, which is tonight in the Euro 2020 qualifier. Now let's talk about Manchester City. We briefly mentioned the club just there. They'll have to do without Bernardo Silva for their next game. He's been banned for one match and fined £50,000 after the FA found him guilty of inflammatory comments regarding race, colour or origin. Uh, it's, of course, relating to a tweet which he sent about teammate Bonjamin Mendy in which he compared him to... Conguitos. A, yeah, to Conguitos, which is a, a, a Spanish company. The character that represents Conguitos is um, a, a black caricature. And so, therefore, people got really angry about Bernardo's tweet. The FA have punished Bernardo because of it. He's been banned for a game, fined 50 grand. Yeah. And you think Ooh. Bulgarian Football Association was fined 75,000 euros for having about 200 racist supporters doing nothing. Shows how hardline the FA are on this. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting comparison to be had. Um, is this the right punishment, do you think, Stefan? Or do you think it's too harsh, not harsh enough? I mean, I know it's too late now to change it, but I mean, what are your take, what's your yeah, take on it? I, I kind of don't want to go into it too much, if you get me. What, what, what I will say is, A, it's taken an awful long time for this conclusion to be met. I mean, this was ages ago. I agree. And, and secondly, I feel it's a little bit harsh towards City that he's been banned for the next match, which is against Chelsea, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, against Chelsea. Chelsea. So that's a that's a big big game, and I, I I think I think it'd be more fair if they chose when the ban would go ahead. The one game ban, I can understand that, and I get why that's happened. It's kind of a I don't want to say it's sitting on the fence, but it's kind of a, a justifiable. Yeah, yeah, it's a justifiable I just, it's a, punishment. I just think it's a token thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's how I kind of feel. Like, but oh, we've got to ban him. How many games? I wasn't that serious. He didn't really mean it. One. Yeah, but I would I would let City choose when they're gonna use that game rather than saying it's the next game because that seems a bit un- unfair to me. What? It's, it's always been like that. <laughs> no, no, but no, but, but you but, choose. All right, we'll have the yeah, but, Burton but, in the league. But who, yeah, yeah. who, who have the FA to say? Well, we've dilly dallied on this decision for so many months. Now we've come up with a decision. It's your next game. Oh, that happens to be Chelsea. I, That's a bit harsh. Isn't I it? understand what you're you know saying. what I mean. I do, but they are the governing body of the game in England. Yeah, so just, just say you want to say you're banned for the next game. You're banned for the next game. Yeah, but I, That's, the way that, that's what I don't get. That, that's not. I don't think that's cool. It's okay. going to have to stand for Manchester City. <laughs> They're going to miss Bernardo for the game against Chelsea. They've also got a lot of other players out with injury against Chelsea who are in fine form. I mean, this is second or third at the moment, third versus fourth. Yeah. So it's a good a good game to come back to in terms of the neutral spectator. Mm. But in terms of City and Chelsea, this is actually a really big game. Yeah, it's a massive game. Um, it, it was weird. It was really strange timing because um, I was thinking about the the racism thing on uh, I think it was what, what day we went today Thursday today Thursday so it was Wednesday today. got the ban it was literally Tuesday night I was sat in bed and I was just for some reason I think Mally, I see, Mally, I see, you need to think of other things in bed mate she was asleep come on <laughs> <laughs> um, it I put I think a picture of Bernardo was popped up on my uh, on my Twitter feed and I was like hang on where did that racism thing go and I thought that was ages ago like they must have just like let it go and then. All of a sudden, the next day, it came out that he it was a one-game ban and a fifty grand fine, and I thought it's very weird that they've they've they couldn't announce it before the Liverpool game because then he would have missed the Liverpool game, and everyone would have gone absolutely mental. So they ch- they announced it just after the Liverpool game. There was a sort almost and a was, delay, wasn't there? I think they it, announced that it was going to take a couple lo- more weeks longer than they thought it was going to take. It, it was just strange. Like I thought, I actually think they've done them a favour by. Not banning him for the Liverpool well, game. He, he scored the only goal in the Liverpool game, didn't he? I know they well, lost finish three, as well. Yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, He's in my fantasy team, but but then not done great so far. Yeah, but then um, you know now they've banned him and it's Chelsea, which is slightly less than Liverpool, but still a very important game. So mm. what seems to be sliding you know, under the radar is it's not just a fifty k fine and the one game ban. He's also got to serve some one to one education. Oh, does he? He does. Yeah. So who does the education with I him? I don't they know. <laughs> I don't know. Which I'm just wondering what they're trying to educate him on. Is, is it naivety of social thing. media? Is it what classes as racism and what doesn't? Because I think that's where the blurred lines are coming that's from. That's where subjective. the grey area is. Depends, depends, depends which country you're a footballer in as well. Like what, what one FA will, will consider racism, another FA won't. And yeah. we've seen that. You know, for example, with the Bulgarian um, yeah. FA. Like it splits so, everyone like do 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 you know, person X and person Y think it's racist, X might say yes, Y say it isn't. I don't think it was racist in in any way. I think the <laughs> You've got the to look character, at the context with it and, and he's talking to his mate. You yeah. know. I and, think the character on the on the packet is racist, but that's Congito's fault. It's that as a brand, that's their fault. However, when it's but now it's not it's not meant and even like they've put on the on the uh the ruling the player made an early admission in full cooperation basically mendy got in touch and said I, this isn't racist i didn't take any offense to it and all yeah. the rest of it I've, and i was just think this is a statement isn't it? Not, no, i've not always said from the start the first moment i saw it i text someone and said what is bernardo doing 
I didn't say why is Bernardo being racist. I just said what is Bernardo doing because it's, it's just that's a WhatsApp so message, isn't it? So naive. You know what so, I mean? That's so not naive. A... Anyway, that's the punishment. Fifty k fine, one game ban. Bernardo Silva will miss Manchester City's first game back after the international break in the Premier League, which is against Chelsea. Right, time for a quick break now. But get your thinking caps on, boys, because after this, I'm going to be asking you about the footballers that have annoyed you most oh, down the it. years. Got it. Whether it's no reason or something they've done or something maybe they haven't done, what's really wound you up in terms of footballers? And the reason I say this is because Jordan Henderson has come out and admitted that when Luis Suarez first joined Liverpool, he wanted to kill him in training. This is Football Social Daily. Don't go anywhere. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to the Football Social Daily podcast from the Sports Social. This is your only daily Premier League podcast. Seven days a week we'll have Premier League news and opinion for you. So subscribe to the show and you'll never miss another episode however you listen to your podcast. My name's Niall, I've got Stefan and I've got Marley in the studio and we're going to be talking about footballers that have annoyed you down the years, footballers that really get your back up. Stefan said before the break, he's already got one. I'm sure you've got one or two, Stefan. I've got, I've got two. He's got two. I've got he's got two. two. It's hard sometimes to cast your mind back and think, what footballers really annoy me? But then sometimes when you see him on the pitch, you think, I do not like you. I really do not like you. And the reason I say this is Jordan Henderson has admitted that when Luis Suarez first joined Liverpool, when he first became a Liverpool player, he was getting annoyed with the Uruguayan because in training... Suarez would just throw his hands in the air as if to say, what's this kid doing, Jordan Henderson? He shouldn't be training with the first team. And basically did it three or four times and the red mist nearly descended on Henderson and he nearly did a Raheem Sterling versus Joe Gomez and and attack Suarez. Suarez has this knack of winding people up. He does it. If he's not biting you, he's annoying you somehow. So I wanted to ask you guys, over the years of supporting Newcastle United, in your case, Marley and Hearts, in your case, Stefan, what footballers have really wound you up the most who has annoyed you well I'm going for um, a combination a strike partnership of Christian Nade and David Abua <laughs> <laughs> they they played for Hearts between 2007 and 2010 uh, between them they had 174 appearances scoring only 14 goals <laughs> is that what's written on and your hand that's there? what's written on my hand there and the these are what we consider the barren years. And the fact that these Certainly two... Certainly in terms of goals. Oh, wow. dreadful. Wow. Dreadful. And the fact that these two were the main strike partnership for three seasons in a row, <laughs> that's just enough to... Uh, oh, Who was Hart's manager at the time? Casper oh, uh, uh, Laszlo or something like that, I think. Oh, the Lithuanian fella. Yeah. So yeah. 14 goals between them in 174 combined yeah. appearances. That, that's enough to annoy anybody, isn't it? Bloody hell. That's terrible. That's really bad. And on top of that, anybody who wears green neon boots. But to be fair, I've done that a few times <laughs> that, myself, so I'm kind of pointing at myself that's there. That's one goal every 12 and a half games. How, how bad is that for a strike <laughs> partnership? <laughs> Which is one goal every wow. tw- every 25 there's, games There's a great one striker. There's a great YouTube kind of clip, which is the that's best. That's less than two goals a season per striker. Oh, it's shocking. There's, there's a best of Christian Nade and David Abua uh, as a partnership on YouTube. It's three minutes long. I recommend you have a watch. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Any any Premier League players down the years? Um, I guess I guess when I was younger, it would have been anybody who kind of played for Liverpool and then later for Chelsea. Uh, so I, I didn't really like players like, uh, or even a lot of Arsenal players to be honest. I really hated Patrick Vieira. He did my head in Patrick Vieira. Pires was annoying as well. 
I just the yeah. di- that was when diving first came on my radar as a young football fan watching Robert Pires throw himself to the ground. Any of these kind of invincibles, I kind of don't oh, have a good well, taste this for This is them. the thing, and, and the two players I would go, one is Robert Pires and two would be the early days of Cristiano Ronaldo, and I'll explain why. As a Portsmouth fan, we were just new to the Premier League and Arsenal were in their invincible season. They should have lost to Portsmouth twice that year. Twice. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. Robert Pires dived for a penalty. Look at Mali's face. Robert yeah. Pires dived for a penalty at Fratton Park and they won the game. And they got it. And they won the game. And so I, I still remember this to this day, him diving for that penalty. And I think, you Do you remember when you Arsenal... You for a penalty and you've cheated to win the game. And I was still quite young at the time. I didn't really know what diving was. So I was a bit like, what is going on? And then the second one would be a young Cristiano Ronaldo for an equivalent reason. He always scored against Portsmouth. <laughs> and every time people... That free kick. Yeah, that free kick. Yeah. David James stood there like an absolute statue watching the ball go into the top bins. But it's just Ronaldo. And then I think it was Euro 2004 when he winked at Rooney. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That, that really annoyed me. <laughs> they had a little falling out after that, didn't I they? I know they did. They had a bit of a, a, bit of a handbag. Do you yeah. remember when Arsenal did that penalty where they tried to recreate an old Ajax penalty? They and passed it. it. Yeah, and it yeah. went wrong. I was really infuriated at that as well. No need for it. Just bang it in the <laughs> yeah, net. Yeah, you know what I mean? Old fashioned, just stick it in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Steady. It's a PG podcast. There we go. Uh, out of context, Stefan. <laughs> out of context, Stefan. That's going in the out of context archives. Uh, Marley, any players that have wound you up over the years? Uh, pretty much anyone that ever played for Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. So mainly the chief ones, Lee Catamull. Yeah. Um, with his shorts. Oh. Shorts pulled up to somewhere around his nipples. We'd run yeah. around all five foot two of him. Hacking people down. Just chopping people yeah. just because he wasn't good enough to catch them. That would that wound me up big time because it wouldn't even happen like just against Newcastle. He, he would literally make a career out of getting 15 yellow cards a season and being generally a bit crap. Oh, and he, do you know what? And he's, always, he's in Germany now and you, he's picked up a book in, you've got to on his debut his... of two minutes in or whatever Who does he play for now? VVV Venlo. Wow. You have to admire his consistency, though, because he was the exact same player in League One last season, doing the same thing. Picking up five yellow cards, not being able to keep up with the pace of the game. (laughs) Happy days. That's what pleased me most, the fact that when Sunderland went down the leagues, he stayed with the team. Not because he was a loyal captain, because he was just not good enough (laughs) to stay up like in the Championship or the Premier League. Marley, were were there any Newcastle players that you've kind of got a bit of a loathing for? Like, for example, Michael Owen or anything like that? Um, I didn't hate Owen at the time, um, because I was like happy that he was such a mint player and stuff. But then later, obviously now I can't stand him, uh, because of this, just the disregard for the club he had. Um, I never liked. There's there's been so many defenders over the years, cause, <laughs> just because they were bad, like John John Boomsong. We signed him from <laughs> oh nine nine million, I think it was from Rangers, and I watched him. Yeah. I think we played Yeovil in the FA Cup or the League. Cup. I think it was the FA because we signed him in January, so it was the first, the third round, the first game of the FA Cup for us. And we were away, and he just looked awful. And I was like, if you look awful against Yeovil, we've got bloody like Arsenal next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be absolutely knackered. And sure enough, he was completely rubbish, and he lasted far longer than he should. I don't know how long he was there, probably two and a half years or something. Um, and he ended up going to a few other teams and being equally, equally rubbish. And at one point, we paired him with um, Titus Bramble at the back as yeah, well. Yeah, I was about oh. to ask about Titus So it was Bramble and Boomsong, and all of a sudden, Bramble <laughs> actually looked quite good because he was alongside Boomsong. But once every 12 weeks, 
Bramble had turned into like a primary or Ferdinand. God. And then the next week he looked like a ladder either at centre back. <laughs> That's like the defensive Honestly, equivalent awful. of Abua meets Christian Nade. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly. Bramble and Boom just, song at the back. Me the and pair of them were horrific. <laughs> That's mad. But um what I was gonna say is though, I know we've been giving these players a bit of stick. Um they're all better than I, us, I, by the way. They, they are all a lot better than oh. us. I I do love a wind up merchant. So the intro was talking about um Suarez. Yes. I, I did kind of quite enjoy when he did the old handball on the line in the uh, no. in the World Cup. Oh, I, against I just, Ghana, because, yeah. Because he, he celebrated <laughs> afterwards from the tunnel when he was getting sent off. You banned it. You it's didn't quite, enjoy it. It's quite that. funny, isn't it? Come on. He's a wind-up merchant. Absolute I, vagabond, Stefan. I'm, it's been like 10 years and I'm still not sure what side of the fence. Like, I would have 100% done it in that moment, yeah. but I'm not sure if I like that he did it, <laughs> even though it was a great save. I kind of do. I, I just, all I remember is Marcel was... Desailly losing his marbles in the TV studio, going absolutely mental because Ghana were out. Oh, yeah, and Suarez no. had cheated. Bloody French international World Cup winner. Yeah. I hear that Ghana are out. Oh, goodness me. If you've got any players that have wound you up over the years, please send us a tweet at the Sports Social on Twitter. Let us know, and hopefully over the next uh, week or so, we can read some of them out, because of course it's international breaks. We need something to keep us occupied don't we keep us going give us content give us content give us players that have wound you up over the years for no reason whatsoever thank you very much Stefan thank you very much Marley I've been Niall this has been Football Social Daily don't forget to subscribe and we'll speak to you again tomorrow Football Social Daily subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.